The deeper I go into my spiritual growth and my journey, the more I find myself seeking ways to really help heal the body. Not just that, but help my mind and my soul and my heart integrate into the deeper truths of the universe. I found that the best way to do this is by connecting with Mother Nature. And what better way to connect with her than to intake things that are from her? What I mean by this is I was lucky enough to find Muramana Alchemy. These amazing people make tinctures from herbs with intentions, with energies, and a lot of love that truly help address each of the functions that each of their elixirs are there to address. The first one that I ever discovered was the lunar rhythm. This has helped me get in touch with the cycles of the moon and my own divine feminine energy so much. I'm here so fortunate offering you a chance to try their incredible elixirs for 11% off. To do so, go to their Etsy shop. Just search for Muramana Alchemy. That's M-U-R-A-M-A-N-A Alchemy. A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. And use the code MACG11, that's M-A-C-G-11, to save 11% on any purchase, aside from the already discounted items. Thank you so much, Muramana. I really appreciate how you support my body. And if you guys want to try these incredible, incredible elixirs and get your body and awareness to a next level, check them out and use my code MACG11 for 11% off with Muramana Alchemy. Hey everyone, thank you so much for making your way back here. If you listened to the episode that I posted along with this one today, thank you so much. If you haven't, please, please do. It is key if you're going to continue to follow me and listen to my content and watch my videos. I really want you to know where I'm at in my journey. And that episode is basically me informing you of it. With that said, let's get on to the episode that I have been talking about for a while, and that is on tarot cards and oracle cards, specifically reading those spreads and cards and messages. Now, to give you some background, I have been reading for quite a while now, probably five years, maybe a little bit longer, and I have been reading for friends and family, for myself, and this all started truly because I've always had a great connection, not even going to say fascination, it's a true connection to what we call the occult and to practices such as divination and getting in touch with universal and natural earthly and cosmic energies. So the cards were just a natural step in my journey. Oftentimes what happens when I read people is they they are surprised sometimes by the detail and the resonance that they have with the information. They ask me how I learned. You know, they're a little bit fascinated. And to be honest, I am very, I am self-taught. I think I've probably taken one workshop or, or something when it came to this. I believe that there have been a lot of past lives that I've 
dabbled in these cards, if not become a master at them. So I do believe I channel what I like to call my inner gypsy. I have I've often felt that her name is Esmeralda. She I feel she may be a past life. Maybe she's a spirit guide. I'm not entirely sure, but I feel that she comes through a lot when I read. Anyways, back to the cards and the functions themselves. It's a little bit of my background with it. I I did look up a lot of meanings and things as I started, specifically with the tarot, definitely with the tarot. Not so much oracle cards. I'm going to get into why oracle cards um, are kind of very unique and kind of their whole own thing and a super case-by-case situation, deck-by-deck situation. The tarot on the other hand, is something that you can find the meaning of the tarot all over the internet, anywhere, in books, in video content. The tarot is something that's been around in its set structure for a long time. So I did look up a lot of those cards as I was reading people when I was first starting, and now it's just kind of come to a place where the underlying meaning of the cards are subconscious, and I can really just read what comes through for the personal reading, whether that's for myself or the person that I'm reading. Let's get into tarot cards and tarot decks. What I feel is unfortunate is that these are often misconstrued in movies and and media. Oftentimes, you're only shown part of the deck. The tarot deck is made up of two parts, the major arcana, the minor arcana. Major arcana is what you find normally, the death card, the tower card, the temperance card, empress, emperor. These are the cards that people in films and TV often use, and they kind of do away with the minor, which is unfortunate, because the minor arcana really truly was the foundation of the deck to begin with. The major was added on later on. And you know, guys, these decks, these tarot decks, uh, there are there have been many made over time, and that's because they were originally playing cards for the the wealthy so you'll find many different kinds that have that look like they were made in the renaissance or made in you know in the medieval times i don't know i i honestly don't know how how long playing cards themselves have been around but i know that the tarot with the major arcana and everything uh that came about uh oh gosh like definitely after the first millennium and they weren't always used for divination they were first used as playing cards and i actually had a funny little thought about it one day i was just you know thinking and wondering and being curious about where the tarot came from and how people learned to read them and it occurred to me that perhaps a gypsy one day just didn't have any tools at her disposal and she decided to use a deck of playing cards. <laughs> uh, whether that is true or not, not sure yet. Perhaps I'll get further channeling into that information. Maybe it was Esmeralda. Who knows? But the tarot has been around for a long time and it is rumored that gypsies and Egyptians are people who really brought the awareness that these cards can be used for more than just playing to the Western colonized world. It's due to this structure that every tarot deck you'll ever see, regardless of the changes in theme, uh, will always have the same underlying meanings. Certain themes will definitely allude to certain situations and life paths and energies more. However, 
the deck itself is always going to have that foundation of the tarot. What I mean by themes, by the way, is a lot of tarot decks have been created now. You can literally find a deck for everything. You could probably find a deck for fashion at this point. Tarot <laughs> interpreted via fashion, you know. I definitely have a couple of tarot decks and offering readings, by the way, setting up my store today, making sure it's ready to go to know exactly when that is. Follow me closely on Instagram, but I'm finally ready to give you this information about these readings and be ready to offer them to you as a service myself. So my different decks, my two different tarot decks are the Revelations tarot deck. This is one that really embodies both light and dark and is really there to give us true and sometimes very blunt and not easy information. And then I have the Oceanic Tarot deck, which is a much softer, much kinder uh, deliver delivery system of information. There are really no reverse cards in that deck because ultimately the woman who created the deck wanted you to feel that there is a hidden negative or a not so hidden negative in every city or not negative, a hidden positive or not so hidden positive in every negative situation, seemingly negative situation. What I mean by reversed cards is when you're doing readings, cards can sometimes be upside down and that means something aside from if a person who created the deck say, by the way, I intended this deck to have no reverse, etc. Of course, at the end of the day, it is still up to you how you use that deck. But going against the energies in which it embodies is probably not the best way to utilize it. So we always do want to be mindful of who created our deck and how they intend us to use it. Uh, which brings me to read your deck's manual. You know, if it's a tarot deck and you are already aware of what the cards mean, then you don't have to read every single meaning. You can kind of go as you go along or not. It's totally up to you. But really make sure that you read the about part and kind of the introduction to be aware of how it is this deck that you bought or was given an intent to use was intended to be used. Now let's talk a little bit about oracle decks. The Really, the difference uh, between a tarot and an oracle deck is the tarot has this rich, deep background. As I mentioned, you will have a million themes of tarot decks, but they will all essentially have the same underlying structure and meaning. An oracle deck does not embody that. An oracle deck is purely a creation of someone who decided to create that deck in the moment. So an oracle deck by me is going to have whatever cards I want to put in there, however many I want to put in there. They're all going to mean whatever I want them to mean and channel them to mean. There's going to be no deck like it. So Oracle decks offer a special kind of reading. Oftentimes they're called angel cards because many Oracle decks have been made after angels and channeled with angel energy. However, you can have an oracle deck for pretty much anything. I have a few that I'm going to be offering on my readings page. That is the Mermaid Oracle deck, and that is the Whispers of Love Oracle deck. I also have a past life, past life oracle deck that I'm not sure how to integrate just yet. I need to do more research into my own past lives and things before I feel comfortable channeling that information. But as you can see, there can be an oracle deck made for pretty much anything. They're really fun. I encourage you to look for some that resonate with you and ultimately just know that when you get an oracle reading, it's 
it's kind of at the mercy of whoever, uh, of the energies of that particular deck. Now, I don't say, when I say at the mercy, I feel like that is the wrong way to, um, to talk about this. It's more so that reading is very much connected to the deck itself. You know, and if you felt connected to that deck, to choose it, then really hone in on that. So, for example, if you choose to get an oracle reading from me using the mermaid oracle deck, then perhaps after our reading, look into mermaids. See if you resonate with them. Ask yourself what it is that made you choose that one. Be open to the answering. Uh, You know, so... Really just hone into why that deck spoke to you. (laughs) I just feel very good talking about this. It feels like this episode has been within me for a while. Essentially, Oracle decks just bring a whole new experience and they're very unique. And it's it's a fun thing to, to get done every once in a while. And some Oracle decks are going to touch really deep aspects. I know my mermaid Oracle deck tends to have a lot of feminine energy and healing and sometimes a little bit of darker truths that we really need to be aware of my whispers of love oracle deck is very angelic it's really it's centered in love it's very very much coddling should i say even when it's reminding you something reminding you of something that might be a little bit hard for you to grasp or or be reminded of it does so with a lot more love whereas the mermaid oracle deck is just kind of like we mermaids love you but like this is what you need to see right now (laughs) so just an example i'm realizing that i'm talking about these decks as if they're living breathing things and they're really not you guys i want to really emphasize that because i've actually encountered people who fear tarot and who fear any sort of tool of divination just realize we all have a life contract. We all signed it metaphorically, literally, I don't know, before we came here. We all agreed to it. I know this much. And really, at the end of the day, we are born and we die. The difference is how we get there. And there are pivotal energies and things that we are working through in this life that we agreed to work through. But this is the thing. The, the more aware you become of them, the more grounded you become in yourself and in working through these karmic loops and things, the more awareness and groundbreaking, or rather the more aware and groundbreaking your reality will be. In fact, I don't want to say the faster because it's not about fast. It's about the deeper you intake the lessons that are being given to you the deeper you can feel into into this reality and the more empowered you are to change it. It may have said in your life contract that there was something that you may never get over. But still in this life, you have the opportunity to learn that lesson and to get over it. You don't have to hold on to that karma. And the tarot and the oracle cards, they're a beautiful tool for laying out information that can really help you see the different possibilities that are available to you. Tarot and card therapy is a thing, you guys. And just be aware in my readings... I never, 
well, I'm not going to use the word never because I suppose some t- there may be an exception. But mostly, I like to make sure that people know that there are very many, many futures that can happen. Many variables that can create each future. And so I don't give you cards that this is your future. If I do feel called to give that kind of card, I say, this is your most probable direction based on how you know now. Or rather, based on what you know now and how you have shifted in knowing this information. So the cards don't necessarily say that anything is set in stone. They just show you what's before you. And they have no power to show the information of someone who is not open to giving information. So please do not request a reading from me if you're not fully, completely open to receiving this. And that is part of the reason why I'm charging. Uh, Not only do I feel that I have enough practice and I feel that I have true value to offer and I see no reason to not give reasonable prices for this value that I'm offering, but it's another way of knowing that whoever is coming to me for this kind of guidance is fully open to it because it would be a shame for me to put the energy and the time into channeling information that is unable to be channeled because the person on the receiving end is truly not ready to receive it. I hope this has been helpful. If so, feel free to share it. Please leave me a review, send me messages, connect with me over Instagram uh, and YouTube and my website. I'm going to be adding a mailing list soon. I'll keep you updated on that. And to make sure you know when my readings go live, keep a close eye on me on Instagram. It's at Mac Guerrero. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for listening to these two episodes that I put out. And just thank you. I really appreciate you. I'd like to thank Muramana Alchemy for supporting me and my journey. They're just amazing. Watch their stories on Instagram, you guys. Just such deep, deep diving information and really a lot of reminders to be present, to be here, to just remember what it is to be the eternal beings that we are. So thank you. I thought that it would be beneficial to let you know what I'm going to be talking about next time, but perhaps it's not. So I'm not sure what this next episode will be about. If you have any suggestions, please send them my way. And I love you once again. Till next time. (laughs) Blessings to you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of High Vibrations with Mac. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe for future episodes. I'd also love it if you'd follow me on social media. Just search at Mac Guerrero, that's M-A-C-G-U-E-R-R-E-I-R-O on all major platforms. Until next time.